Hi, friends, and welcome to another episode of Lionsgate Podcast with Saudi and Omni. I'm Omni. And I'm Saudi. And today we are talking all about angels and demons. But quick disclaimer, this is stuff we have researched and conclusions we have drawn from that research. So our motto is always to keep your minds open. So with that, we encourage everyone to do their own research and come to conclusions that resonate with you. We're going to be talking about satanism different kinds of angels different kinds of demons maybe some duality in that some demonology versus demonolatry and why people may worship either or maybe both and so much more we have so much to go over but first if you guys have any questions or stories you want to share with us hit us up on our facebook it's called lionsgate podcast with saudi and omni we also have a tiktok called saudi and omni or you can hit us up the old-fashioned way through our email which is saudi and omni at gmail.com that's s-a-h-d-i-a-n-d-o-m-n-i at gmail.com we're gonna jump right in saudi why would somebody worship a demon versus an angel? I can't speak for anybody but myself. Right. And I'm more of a middle path yeah. type of person. I don't necessarily worship either one, mm-hmm. but um, I'm connected to both sides of the fence. Right. If that makes any sense. I guess knowing you, that makes sense to me because I know some of the deities that you have worked with or still work with are considered demons, right? Right. And that's from some religious beliefs, I guess. I mean, I would think Christianity, but I'm sure like in Judaism and other Israelic religions that they fall under that. And I think when I was reading through Demonolatry book that we both had, mm-hmm. that was something that they had mentioned. Pretty much any deity that pagans would worship are considered demons. And that, yeah, if it doesn't fall under their category mm-hmm. of what they worship. Mm-hmm. So if it's not what they worship and what they believe in, then it's considered in their eyes demonic. Right. Within that, there's different hierarchies of angels and demons, right? Mm-hmm. I don't think that it's a coincidence that there are 72 archangels and 72 major demons. Right. Just to start off with. Right. That's pretty specific. (laughs) So in my opinion and what I believe, and you can take this or leave this if you're Mm -hmm. listening. And the reason why is because I deal with different and I work with different deities Mm -hmm. and gods and goddesses and things like that. And most of them have dual sides to them. Maybe we've talked about this on here before, but you talked about your belief about Athena and Medusa and how Athena, when you were working with her energy, kind of expelled to you that Medusa was her shadow self. It's kind of therapeutic to think of. Athena took a vow of chastity and she broke that vow. When she broke that vow, she was like, that wasn't me. That was Medusa. Kind of like when we get drunk and we're like, um, that wasn't me. That was drunk me. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. So separate yourself from that. And that's her shadow self. So it kind of makes sense. Right. And even in different cultures and different religions and there's uh, Kali and Pravati. Mm-hmm. There's two different sides to the same goddess yeah. or the same god. Um, just two opposite sides of the coin. Well, that kind of falls into the duality. <laughs> right. Because you can't have light without dark and vice mm-hmm. versa. If you have too much light, there's not dark. If there's too much dark, there's not light. And I know there was a quote somewhere that was talking about mortality. Like if life didn't end, we wouldn't really appreciate anything. The book from Anne Rice uh, interview with a vampire. With a vampire. And I was like, man, I read that book and it was so depressing. But I think that was the beauty of it 
that she was trying to convey was that these vampires live so long that they end up not understanding the beauty of life because it's never ending. And that kind of... I also have a theory about vampires as well that oh. does tie into the angelic and demonic. Oh, let's hear it. Right. Let's hear it. This isn't part of our notes, people. <clears throat> no, it's not even in my notes. Yeah. But if you think about it, if you have an angel, because there's a system... When mm-hmm. it comes to angels, there's a hierarchy. Yeah. Right. And I feel like it mirror images as above, so below. Right. Just like within um, duality, you have you can't have light without the dark mm-hmm. and so on. I believe, what was the race of um, giants? Oh, with Enoch. Mm-hmm. Um, the Nephilim? The Nephilim. Yeah. I okay. feel like the Nephilim... Their energy that mm-hmm. they carried, because it even says like they could drink but were never satisfied. They could eat their full and were still never satisfied. Mm-hmm. And I feel like their energy has a lot to do with the vampiric, oh, vampiric. energy. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Because they just ravaged and they were never full. I never thought about it like <clears throat> that. Yeah, and they were half human and half angelic. So let's talk about the Book of Enoch real quick. So the Watchers were a fleet of angels in some scripture from some religions say that they were defiers of God. And so they were, it doesn't really specify if they're defiers of God because they came down to earth, took wives Mm -hmm. is what it said, or if they were defiers of God because they came down to earth and spread knowledge. There's different scriptures that say different things, but basically they came to earth and they had some fun. (laughs) Yeah, they did. They had some babies that weren't, little babies they were giants they were hybrids yeah they're hybrids right. they're nephilim right so you're bringing in children from one dimensional energy mm-hmm. into another mm-hmm. and so these children according to some scripture they weren't natural were blasphemous and they were not good you know like you said they were they were they would drink and they would kill and they would slaughter and they would do all these things and so and they were never satisfied they were never full yeah and didn't you say like the Noah's Ark flood was to flood them out? Mm-hmm. I've never heard that research before. It's said in some cultures mm-hmm. that the flood was intended to wipe them off the face of the earth. Which would make more sense to me <clears> than like, but let's then there just was this, kill everyone. Exactly. <laughs> and then there was this battle of where does their soul go? Because right. if they're part angelic and they're part human, well, their soul doesn't go to where the human soul goes. Right. And it doesn't go to where the angelic soul goes. Right. So where does it go? Which dimension? So they had this make this own their own dimension mm-hmm. for these souls. But then there was talk in the hierarchy up the food chain. And um, they were like, well, let's take a portion of these souls and let them roam the earth mm-hmm. and just wreak havoc and do whatever they want to. Right. They took their flesh, but they didn't take their soul. Mm-hmm. And they let their soul run rampant on the earth. And it's still, they're still here. And that's the theory of where demons have came from, mm-hmm. right? A lot of people are brought up to believe, even if like in my household, we didn't necessarily go to church, but like that is very instilled in America. I and think in general. In like, general, yeah. I, I've realized that it's a lot easier for people to resonate with the fact that a goddess can have multiple different personalities and different mm-hmm. sides to her. Like Kali. Hecate is a triple goddess. Yep, yeah. Triple goddess. Oh, there's a theory about Satan. That Satan has three. Satan, Lucifer, and Beelzebub are the same person. Or no, are three different people. So different like aspects or 
Right. Why wouldn't you have three so, different aspects? So, yeah, when you look back and you're like, oh, this deity has two different personalities mm-hmm. or three different personalities, that's not too hard to understand. But when I tell you that the archangel Miguel or Michael mm-hmm. is actually a demon, mm. people kind of freak out about that. Yeah. And it kind of, there's like an off switch. Right. That turns it off and they can't believe that. Was it Michael the angel of war? I feel like we talked about duality and people that are too good are kind of righteous, mm-hmm. you know, right. you're kind of hypocritical mm-hmm. when you get too much of that. So, and I'm a Libra, I'm all about the scales, you know, I'm mm-hmm. all about equilibrium and stuff. So it would make sense to me like, okay, how do you have a really good thing that that's an angel? You look at angels, like they're so good. They're mm-hmm. so great. How do you have one of war? Because when I think of right. war, I don't think oh, about... I, mean, this, I don't have notes on this either. I know. We're just kind of going <clears> off track, <throat> kind but of like <laughs> it's okay. Spitting it out there. So people theorize that the god that most of the people worship is the false god. Right. Um, because if you even look in the Bible, mm-hmm. how many people has God killed? Mm-hmm. And then when you... when Also in the same book, how many people has Satan killed? Right. Comparatively. Maybe two or three, Satan has had his influence on. But if you like read the Bible, he's like, fear the God and I will, you know. That's crazy. I never thought about it. He's killed (laughs) millions. Yeah. He even gave his his son. Yeah. Well, for three days. Well, yeah. (laughs) He gave his son died, but he came back. So I'm not saying that either way. That's not necessarily what I believe in. Yeah. But it's just food for thought. Yeah. Because like we said in the beginning, Mm -hmm. you know, this is stuff we've researched and and you know make your own conclusions it's fine but you know like we were talking about with like the angels and the Mm -hmm. demons um i don't think it's a coincidence there are 72 archangels and 72 major demons right and like i honestly believe so the angel of light is ariel Mm -hmm. and the demon of darkness is bell i think they're the same person i think they're the same entity one's a shadow self maybe they're just two different sides of the coin Right. It's like a magnet. Yeah. With the magnet, you have the North Pole and the South Pole. Right. And no matter how many times you slice it, you're always going to have that. Yeah. You can't take one away from the other one. You just end up with a smaller piece of that. That makes sense. It's not that the North is better than the South or the South is better than Mm -hmm. the North. It just is. Right. Because I was asking you, well, why would somebody call on a demon to help them? It's like within life. Mm-hmm. In general, mm-hmm. like you might come to me for something nurturing and loving and kind. Mm-hmm. But if somebody ever hurt your daughter oh, and yeah. you call me, like it's going to be a whole different personality that comes out. Oh, yeah. With that energy, because I love your daughter and I love mm-hmm. you and I love children. Like, Rah. you know what I mean? And I'm just like, oh, shit. Like, where can we? you know anybody has a pig farm like yeah let's, you know let's, like let's go bury <laughs> a body together a whole different aspect of me yeah and that will come out right circumstantial yeah you know depending on the circumstances what did i say you said what if somebody hurt your daughter i was like i'd call lucifer i don't give a fuck right <laughs> like i would burn the whole world down mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. yeah when it comes to my kids exactly. absolutely you're and gonna... so when you're working with like left-handed magic mm-hmm. and you decide and you make a conscious decision mm-hmm. to work with the left hand and the darker side and the lower vibrational part of mm-hmm. that um that's up to you 
Yeah. I, okay. But there's the consequences too. Right. You know, so say you pull that dark side out of me, we could end up in prison for the rest of our <laughs> life or, you know what I mean? Like For my babies, it's yeah, worth it. it. Yeah, it would be worth it. But there are consequences right. with either one. Well, I know I asked you, I was like, but how do you know if you go to work with a demon that they're not going to fuck you over, basically? I don't think you know that for sure. Yeah. And they might. They might. You know, I remember um, working with a dark deity that kind of flipped my life upside down. And it seemed like it was horrible. Right. It was a really bad experience, but it ended up like awakening me to... I was like, can I ask you what it is? Some things. I can't talk about it. Okay, that's fine. That's fine. <clears throat> um, but, um, but when you work with darker energy, sometimes that happens. Yeah. Like, you like ask for their help. Right. Like Moldavite. Sorry. Sorry. I got excited. I was like, like Moldavite. It's but yeah. <laughs> so it's just t- what I believe is just two different aspects of the entity, the same entity's consciousness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's the same one. There's all different kinds of like angels. Right. right. So there's the seraphim. Mm-hmm. And that's like the throne angels. And then there's the guardian angels and the archangels and the choirs of angels and the angels of the deacons, and then there's messengers, and there's a lot more. Okay, but you went, okay, sorry to get off track. Sorry. No, that's fine. So when you, we talked about in episode one of season one of your death story, and you talked about going to the angelic realm, and do you think what you saw was the choir angels? I actually thought about that. Really? <laughs> love this we were talking about this and then i was thinking well what if i would have went to the other side of that and it would have been the exact mirror opposite of these angelic beings sending me love and Mm -hmm. light and making me vibrate at the frequency of love Mm -hmm. well what if i wouldn't have portaled into that reality so maybe that's where heaven and hell comes from because if there was beings mirroring that right. image, then I would have been filled with hate and fear and right. would have been vibrating. My soul would have been vibrating at the frequency of fear. Beset, right? Yes. Brought you to the angelic realm and she's considered a demon. And that's your higher self or your spirit guide or right. however you want to categorize her. Right. Not to be disrespectful. But isn't that crazy, though? Well, I think that when we get into dimensions. Yes. Right. So we're, we're in the third dimension right now. Right. And a lot of the demons, not all of them, mm-hmm. reside in more of like the second dimension. Mm-hmm. So it's easier for us to pull on them because they can get here faster and they're lower vibrational. Mm-hmm. But when we're trying to like reach higher vibrational beings, mm-hmm. they're vibrating at such a high frequency that it's harder for them to come down to the third dimension and help us. Right. So I feel like when I was in that situation, I was more like in the fifth or sixth dimension. Right. And there's both on the same spectrum. Mm-hmm. So you can have demons and angels on the fifth and sixth dimension. Right. And they're coexisting in the same dimension, but at different sides. I think you described it as like a string one time to me. Right. You said there's high vibrational people, there's low vibrational people. The high vibrational people are on one side of the string, the low are on, are on the other side of the string. And that really made sense to me. They're on that string in different dimensions. And then there's different classes of mm-hmm. angels too. So there might be one class that deals with wealth. Okay, yeah. And then there might be another one that deals with, like, health and healing. Right. And then there might be one that spreads knowledge and information, and that's all they do. 
Like that's their mission. That's their job. That's what they do. There's been videos of some people that have channeled angels. They talk about talking to them and they're just like very, not scientific, but very a personality. Mm -hmm. Like, well, no, this is what you're supposed to do. Don't ask me for that. You know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. you didn't ask me for this. You said you wanted to grow. And so I took your apartment away so that, (laughs) you know what I mean? Exactly. And just like there's angels for wealth, if you look at the opposite side of that, there could be a demon for stealing, right? Something's yeah. just going to take and consume. Mm-hmm. Um, and then if there's angels for health and healing, mm-hmm. and there could be other demons that are for disease and sickness and mental health. Okay, so my mom, when she had emphysema, and one of her friends saw a demon sitting on her shoulders and had its claws in her chest. She had emphysema in her chest, you know, obviously, but... So it might have been a demon feeding off that energy mm-hmm. of sickness. Mm-hmm. Might not have been what started it. Oh, yeah. But he could have been definitely feeding off your mom's energy because of that. Right, because then, if you think about it, when you're ill, you get mentally sad and depressed Mm -hmm. and that's low vibration so of course you're going to carry in lower vibrational beings that it'll attach you demons that's food yeah that's energy that they can consume but never quench that thirst mm -hmm. because if those are the the nephilim right exactly spirits of the nephilim (laughs) and then if there's like archangels for knowledge and wisdom then there's demons that spread lies and falsehood as Mm -hmm. well that's why it's so confusing Right. You know, because you could think that you're dealing with, because they're highly intelligent. Mm -hmm. So if you get an arch demon, it's like working with an archangel. Right. Right. And so they can spread lies and and make you think that they're not who they are. Right. And then the demons, from what I know, is they can move up in rank. That's right. Depending on what they're doing. So um, if they can get someone to take their own life, they move up in the ranks right become right? stronger or if they can get somebody to completely snap and kill 30 people mm-hmm. that's a big jump for them well, that it, looks good for them like they take that and they move up in the ranks well we talked about the girl in the last episode that she possibly was possessed by a demon and how the psychologist saw her and was like i felt like she has sleep paralysis to this day she suffers from anxiety to this day and this was 10 years ago and this girl just gave her one look and she was like it was like a demon was looking at me so could you imagine being that demon and getting and getting well, yeah, much- there's different levels to it you do know? you think fame affects that? Like getting yes. enough attention and mm-hmm. fame? Yeah. Demons are all in the pulp col- mm-hmm. uh, pop culture yeah. right now. We talk about deities and like how, um, I'm forgetting his name, Saint... Expedite. Exped- Saint Expedite. Yeah. So he loves social media attention. Mm-hmm. So why wouldn't demons? On the same thought of them moving up in ranks, mm-hmm. right? They go through the system and they elevate themselves through right. what they can do. If they're an angel of anger so you have like an angel of healing right and compassion then you would have a demon of anger and they can manipulate humans emotions Mm -hmm. through that so say you're having a great day and then all of a sudden somebody cuts you off in line and you just get super hostile and super angry right that might not be coming from you that could be coming from a demon or demonic energy trying to force you to have a bad day Shoot, there's demons at work then. No. (laughs) Really, though? There's demons at work then. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Okay. Okay, moving on. (laughs) 
Okay, so I researched angels, and they're not just from the Christian Bible or Islamic or whatever. They're actually a part of different mythos, and I'll get through this, and it'll tie into the demons that can influence. But in Persian mythos, uh, the divine messengers who serve are called Ahura Mazda, the Persian concept of a supreme deity. So their version of angels. And they are depicted as having wings and being able to fly. They are believed to have a role in the spiritual realm and are said to communicate messages from the divine to humans. So they're messengers. They're also depicted as being involved in battles between good and evil, and they are protectors of good. Now in Hinduism and Sikhism, they're called a diva, which I find kind of hilarious, but there it's diva, D-E-V-A, and that equates to heavenly being. So their version of angels. In Hinduism, they inha- inhabit higher realms, which is what you just talked about, mm-hmm. or existence, and are associated with specific powers or qualities. They have physical forms and sometimes are associated with natural elements like sun, moon, and stars. And they maintain a balance in the universe and are said to be able to influence humans. So as we're talking about duality, and that's kind of the concept between the angels and demons in this episode, it's kind of interesting to do different research and see that as there are demons that influence humans, there are angels that influence them too. And angels aren't just a part of the Christian Bible. They're a part of a lot of different cultures. In Sikhism, they're called messengers of God and humans. In Christianity, angels carry out messages of God. In the book of Daniel, angels are described as having the appearance of lightning and faces of blazing flames, which is funny because, I mean, in different parts of the Bible, they have like human forms with wings. But I found it interesting that in parts of the Bible and like the book of Ezekiel in the Old Testament, the prophet describes angels as being with several sets of wings and faces of lions, oxen, and humans, several different human faces. And so I, I find it interesting how we have this very exact concept of what angels look like. And part of that is from the Christian Bible, but other parts are from different mythos. So I don't know. I, and that's really interesting, too, because mm-hmm. they say that true-blooded demons are true-blooded angels. Mm-hmm can't come to earth and mix with the human race they're too powerful their energy would just rip us apart oh. um so there's hybrids and half bloods oh okay and that's how they can make it here maybe that's why they have the hierarchy too yes. is because right. the vibrations can come down to our dimension right so the half bloods are vessels for the demonic energies that are above them okay yeah so it's easier for them to come to third dimension if they're already residing in the fourth or fifth and carrying out the orders mm-hmm. and their chain of command and then there's also like aliens mm-hmm. that are mixed with angelic or demonic which blood as well i wouldn't when you first mentioned that i think oh my god that's crazy but also it makes sense <laughs> i mean look at the anunnaki what about for the anunnaki exam- <laughs> for example um i believe that they were mixed with demonic dna what are the anunnaki Oh, we could do a whole episode on the Anunnaki. Wait, are they aliens? They're tied to Egypt. Oh, okay. I think this would take a whole episode to get on. Okay, that's why you know about them. them. The Anunnaki. Yeah. And then there's the the Greys. Oh, okay. They carry yes, the yes. DNA. And then there's 
insect mm-hmm. alien energies that are out there yeah and all different kinds but they're mixed with angelic or demonic oh okay DNA. and i i know we're talking about demons and angels in different dimensions and we talked about our next episode it's going to be about different dimensions mm-hmm. so maybe we'll so touch maybe we more can on get that. more into that then yeah that's okay. awesome yeah. okay okay so we talk <laughs> about like the number 1111 that's huge. So I've always seen that and been like, oh, or like 555 or 444. Those are angel numbers. Mm-hmm. Growing up, I just thought they were good luck numbers. I didn't know. They had messages in them. And I have a book, Angel Numbers, The Messages and Meanings Behind 1111 and Other Number Sequences. And I just, because we're talking about angels and demons, and this book is very heavily influenced by the angel side of it. I looked up 666 because... I just always assumed that 666 is the mark of the devil. And, you know, I just didn't think of it as an angel number. And I think a lot of people could probably relate to that. And that is, you know, our our mantra here is keep your mind open. So Mm. I looked it up in this very angelic book (laughs) and the 666 says, halt, stop. No, do not make any sudden decisions. Your ego has taken control and it is leading the way to heartache and fear. But you can recover your power call in the light of god and Mm -hmm. so i was like really the 666 number means that to you you know because i'm just trying to keep my mind open to different opinions but you i mean you kind of thought of the 666 as the same number but from a different perspective yeah i just see 666 when it comes into my life Mm -hmm. as kind of a warning to not focus so much on the small detail Mm -hmm. of a problem but to take a step back and to observe the entire situation, look at it from a different perspective. Right. And that's all it means to me. Yeah. Then when you break it down like that, even from a very angel-influenced book, you know, very positive, I guess. I don't know what right. you want to say. But it's funny that it's not such a negative message. Right. I yeah. look at 666 differently than some people do. I feel like it's a number of um, knowledge and wisdom right? as well. And when you're like raised in that fear of like hell and demons and Satan, all that. And I know a lot of people like look up the meanings mm-hmm. to the angel numbers. Yeah. And I used to do the same thing a long time ago. Right. But I've learned that they're kind of just general mm-hmm. guidelines. I have my own theory about what 1111 is and why different in- numbers come to us. Mm-hmm. And I feel like before we were human, mm-hmm. that we downloaded our consciousness with codes Okay. And so 1111 seems to be a very universal number. You start seeing it, you start looking at it, you start noticing it on receipts and you're, mm-hmm. you wake up at 1111 or you, every time you look at the clock, it's 1111. And it's like a wake up call, like an alarm clock going mm-hmm. off within ourselves to be like, why is that happening? Yeah. It kind of wakes us up and then it starts us on the journey of finding out what is 1111. You get online and you look it up mm-hmm. and then that number kind of wakes you up and connects you with a different level of consciousness. Mm-hmm. That's funny because my partner, like 1111, every day when it turns 1111, he's like 1111. That's a big number mm-hmm. to them. And so. then numbers can go from there. That's supposed to be like an initial wake up code. Yeah. And then you grow from there. And then you might start seeing five by five and it might be, and it's different for everybody. Like mm-hmm. if anybody knows anything about tarot cards, mm-hmm. one tarot card can mean you can read the exact definition of it, but it has a different meaning in the spread. Right. There's an ace of cups. It can mean something completely different along with other things. Yeah. 
so you have to look at what's going on in your life. Yeah. You have like, to look at the whole picture. I did a three card draw for a friend of ours and they're like, what does that even mean? And I'm like, it's up to you to interpret. It's not up to me because I am not a medium like you. I don't do that for a living. I do it for myself. But when they asked me to do it, I did it. And I was like, here's the meaning. It's up to you to interpret it because that's not what I do. You know, I can do that for me. And I think anybody can do that for themselves because you know yourself and you're getting. Yeah, but exactly. Yeah. And that's what the wake up codes are. Yeah. So whether you want to call them angel numbers or whatever Whatever. they is, they are. I think it's just kind of like a universal code. Right. So demonolatry versus demonology. Let's talk about that real quick, because I think that's important to decipher. Demonolatry. Now, we both have that book. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we both have the book. We both looked through it or read through it. It's the worship of demons. It is a form of religious or spiritual practice that involves the worship of demonic entities or spirits, often as deities or divine beings. It can also include the practice of magic or rituals in order to communicate or interact with these entities. Demonolatry is not widely practiced and it's often considered to be a form of a cult or esoteric belief. It, it kind of reminded me of like Wicca versus witchcraft. And people get those confused. Right. Like Wicca is a different. Yeah. It's a religion that you practice with rules and whatnot. When witchcraft is more of like a spiritual journey. And there's so many different. Yeah. When the demonology is just the study yes. of demons. Exactly. It's just you're gaining knowledge and you're studying them, mm-hmm. but you're not worshiping and you're not practicing. You're not in a religious. And there's so many different forms of demonic energy. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can have all the way from like Lucifer, mm-hmm. you know, all the way down to the ones that aren't even conscious of what they are. Mm-hmm. They just hover around and you'll see like a, a dark shadow you know, Mm -hmm. pass through your peripherals and you can feel something watching you and you can feel it feeding off of your energy and it doesn't even really have a consciousness of its own. It just wants to eat and it it feeds off negative energy. What do you think about people who are energy vampires like in life? Do you think they then move on to possibly become demons or the definition of a demon or just a spirit with low vibration? I'm not really sure about that one. Um, I don't want to speak on something if I'm not really knowledgeable on it. And I'm not sure if a human can ever really become a demon. Right. If that's possible. Um, They can invoke and they can, I mean, possibly. They're kind of like vessels. Yeah. Be more of a vessel to something like that. I wonder if that's because we're in the third dimension. But I think it's just like people, we call them energy vampires, but we're all in the third dimension. Mm -hmm. Just like in the higher realms. Or the mm-hmm. lower realms. There are different energies playing in the same realm. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like we're like that too. So for every person that we have that makes you feel alive and charged up every single time you're in their energy, mm-hmm. there's somebody else who's going to mirror that in your life that's going to pull from your energy and take every single time you're around them. Yeah. You know, they're going to make you feel sick. They're going to make you feel depleted. And there's going to be other another person in your life that's just going to be like, bitch, we got yeah. this. You it's know, me and like, you. I know. And so I was like, I always talk about like me and you, like, and every time we see each other, we're just like, oh, uh, and they're like, duality. Oh, yeah. They're like, you're each other's battery. And I was mm-hmm. like, that's such a great way to look at that. Right. Yeah. But there are people that just take, take, and take. Mm-hmm. And it's draining. Right. Yeah. But it's just, it's just part of like, 
And so, just like with us, like we have it within us to be very kind, very caring, very loving, gentle, nurturing mm -hmm. beings. But then there's another part of us that's just like, don't fuck with me. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? You have no idea what I'm capable of. Right. You know, like there's a lot of people in prison that are very nice fucking people. That's and they true. snapped. You know, that's they had true. one incident and it, you know. Put a, put a marker on their life. Mm-hmm. From one incident. Yeah. But doesn't mean that's who they were or who they are. Doesn't define them. Okay. So we talked about really low vibrational beings. If you're a low vibrational person and you pass on and you're in a low vibrational place, how would you move up from that vibration without taking from other people? You'd probably have to do it the same as you would when you're a human. So you've lived your life. Um, in constant turmoil and constant, you know, like people can turn their lives around mm -hmm. and vibrate at a higher level. Mm -hmm. um, it's just a switch in your consciousness. Mm -hmm. And I believe that when you pass away, it's the same. And some people will sit in that energy for millennia. Yeah. And other people will be like, okay, well, I don't want to stay in this energy. Mm -hmm. And they will find ways within the astral realm, within the higher or the other dimensions to pull themselves out of that energy. I wonder if they can reincarnate if they're still in that place. Maybe. They probably can. But probably not a good life. <laughs> not a good life. Okay. It's a rabbit hole. It's a rabbit hole. <laughs> it really is. So I did some research on Satanism because I just kind of lumped it. Well, I've heard different things about Satanists along the way. When I was younger and we had moved from Arizona to Illinois, our two elderly dogs, I know I've never told you this, our two elderly dogs got stolen. According to the cops, a Satanist cult, cult that was sacrificing them. And that's what I was left with as a 13-year-old girl, that my Aww. dog that I had my like whole life had been taken and murdered from these Satanists. And that's the kind of fear that's bred. Mm, okay. <laughs> and then as an adult, I've met people that consider themselves Satanists. And they're like, I don't believe in the devil. I believe in separation of church and state and i'm just very strong in that belief i'm an atheist and so it has been kind of a gray area for me so mm -hmm. when i researched it a little bit so there's different kinds of satanism but as a whole one can worship of satan the christian devil it's of a religious philosophical and social belief that rejects traditional religious and social norms the most well-known form of satanism is levan satanism which is founded in 1960 by Anton LeVan and based on individualism and self-empowerment, they don't believe in the devil. So that's the group of people that don't believe in the devil. They just believe in self-empowerment. Like they worship themselves, basically. The other is... Which is weird that they would call themselves a Satanist if they don't believe in Satan. Right. And it doesn't even make any sense to me. But... See, that's what I thought mm -hmm. because I've heard both. I've heard both and mm -hmm. I'm like, okay. I've never heard of right. that before. So the I'm learning something new. Right. And yeah. I think those are the Satanists that have the Satanist temple and they basically make it a safe place for LGBTQ members because if you become a Satanist, you get exempt for religious beliefs if you need to have an abortion. Like I've heard So all they're not using it as an actual religion, they're using it as a front to Um, I think it's both. I think it's become a front. Okay. But in the beginning, it was like, no, this is self-empowerment. I am my own body. This is my body. If I want to go have an orgy, I can go have an orgy. There's no religion that's going to tie me down, basically. But the other one is theistic Satanism, which is the worship of Satan as a deity. It involves rituals, magic, and vocation, which is supposedly 
the people who took my dog were that kind of Satanists. The Church of Satan was founded in 1966, and that one was founded by Anton LaVey, so individualism. And the other ones that do worship Satan as a deity, which I guess on the duality of that, there are people that call themselves Christian witches. And they are like very much like Jesus is my deity. I'm a Christian witch. Jesus is my deity. And there's a Christ consciousness as Mm -hmm. well. So, yeah. And there's a lot of stuff in the Bible, too. There's some people that are like, well, you know, witchcraft because there's spells and stuff. Mm -hmm. And the Bible says, and I'm like, dude, there's so many. Have you read the Bible? But have you read like the real Bible? Yeah. Have you read the books of Enoch? Yeah. You know what I mean? How far have you gotten within that before you put a cap on it and just Mm -hmm. this is what I believe in? Right. Because there's a lot more to it. And you can be a Christian. Keep your mind open, dude. Mm -hmm. Like Exactly. We don't know any religion out there and still be a witch. Right. Exactly. It doesn't matter. It's just an umbrella term. Mm -hmm. So it's like I almost hate when somebody calls me a witch or if I have to say I'm a witch because it's got such a negative condemnation. I don't even say that I am a witch. I don't believe that I am. Yeah. I like to keep it. I mean, I don't have anything. There's nothing wrong with people saying that they are if they are. But I feel like I have a little bit of like my spirituality into everything. Right. And I just believe in everything. I'm not a witch. I'm not a Satanist. I'm not. Yeah. You know, a Christian. You could take truth from everything. Right. Yeah. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Mm -hmm. Learning and believing in new things. I think changing your mind and accepting that changing your mind, even as an adult, is healthy. And I think that's a huge message. So like me learning about Satanism, you Mm -hmm. know, through this research or different things about angels like I that I didn't know. Mm -hmm. I think that's beautiful. So I have a couple books here if you're interested and learning more about demons because I feel like there's a lot of knowledge of angels out there and demons are kind of taboo. So the complete book of demonolatry by S. Conley is the one that we both talked about. It talks about sex magic, necromancy, blood rites, and blood sacrifice. Then the Encyclopedia of Demons and World Religions and Culture by Teresa Bain. I thought was pretty cool because it's literally an encyclopedia. And you might have heard of them, you might have not, and it has a lot of information. So if you're curious about that. And then the other book that I had, The Spirit Conjuring for Witches, Magical Evocation Simplified. It's by Freighter Barbas. It's by I really like this one because it talks about the elements. Right. As well, and like how to set up shrines and altars and things yeah. like that. And it uses the angels and the demons. Yeah. And it has like a whole list of what each one represents. And yeah, it has zodiac. It does. It has different, different kinds of angels and what they're useful for. Yeah. And it helps you kind of just wrap your brain around how to use them mm-hmm. in rituals. Right. And, and which I- ones to go for. You can even use like different angels for different elements. Mm-hmm. Or different demons for different elements. Yeah. So that's a good book. Yeah, I think that's super cool. And I've flipped through this before, but I didn't realize everything that was in it. I was like, I can't wait to dive into this now. Well, I think that wraps this episode up. Um, Make sure you tune in next week to hear about our path, our past, and our present. And make sure you keep your minds open. Namaste.